Hi, and welcome to another episode of the Gold Digger Proof Podcast, where we celebrate women building their own millions. I'm your host, Tina Lee Jones. And on today's show, we have an amazing woman in radio. Radio personality Little D out of Columbus, Ohio, is a force to be reckoned with in these radio streets, honey. Not only has she made her mark on the airwaves on Columbus Power 107.5, but she's constantly making a difference in others' lives by giving back through her You Go Girl grinding in real life program, which is an initiative to recognize women who are making strides in their fields. It's also an effort to make to lead the next generation of great women down the right path. Little D believes in helping good girls become great women. Little D, thank you so much for being a part of the Gold Digger Proof Podcast. No problem. Thank you for having me. I appreciate it. Sure, honey. The pleasure is all mine. And, you know, when I was doing research on you, Little D, one thing I loved about you is how much you give back. You give so much of yourself, so on multiple different levels. Like, literally, your middle name should be giving back. And so you're always giving back in whether it's to young girls or to women, you know, who are domestic violence survivors, why is giving back so important to you? Well, for one, I didn't really have anyone give back to me. And a lot of the people I help have similar stories, whether it's mental abuse, low self-esteem, rape, suicidal um, attempts. And I see these girls going through the exact same thing that I did. And I feel like if I have this platform, my radio is cool and I get to be silly, but if I don't use my platform and my voice to give back, because there are so many other little Ds right now who are 9 and 10 years old and 14 who need somebody to, to just say, listen, I believe in you. You can do it. I'm wasting my life. Somebody's got to do it. Well, absolutely. I, I definitely um, agree with that. Somebody definitely has to do it because there's so many young girls out there that are being led down the wrong path, you know, with these reality shows they're watching and, you know, just so many bad images across social media. So thank you for being such a positive inspiration for them. For sure. And, right, so basically you can pretty much say you turned your pain into your purpose by starting grinding in real life. And, and absolutely. showing that. Yeah, showing the little girls that they can be whatever they want to be, looking exactly how they do. And, you know, talk more about your uh, Valentine's event that's coming up. You know, I hear a lot of people say, well, I mean, she allowed him to be her. She didn't leave. She must like it. I mean, obviously she don't have a problem with it. When they have no idea what happens when you are abused, the abuse doesn't always start physically. It usually starts mentally. Right. Sorry. So if I'm with you, I'm already, I already scoped you out. I can sniff out low self-esteem. I already know you don't feel good about yourself. I'm going to get with you, make you feel special, and before you know it, I'm dropping a little hint along the way to let you know I'm the only person who's ever going to be attracted to you. No one else is going to like you. I'm doing small things to alienate you from your friends and your family, and all they see it as is, oh, she don't mess with us no more. Okay, we're done with her. And before you know it, you don't have anyone to call. Now he can start putting his hands on you. This is where you're going to go. He's already made you believe that you're stuck here. Nobody else is going to care about you and took away everyone who does care about you. 
And so what I'm working on now is called the Mending Hearts Project, and we are delivering treat baskets to the women uh, at the domestic violence shelter here in Columbus. You know, I really want to applaud these women who sometimes left with nothing but themselves or their kids and said, I got to get out of here. That is not as easy as walking out the front door like some people think. And so we just want to show them some love and let them know that, you know, we're with them, we're proud of you, and we care. Well, kudos to you because we are our sister's keeper. And we're supposed to, you know, as women, not not even just black women, but just women as a whole, just to look out for each other and to pour into one another. So what you're doing is amazing. and Please continue to do it because it's definitely much so needed. Thank you. I will. And most people don't, not everyone knows that you're a professor at the Ohio Media School. What classes do you um, teach over at the Ohio Media School? So I teach radio broadcasting. Uh, You'll come in my class and you learn everything from how to speak in front of people and not be shy, how to overcome anxiety, how to do commercials, production, and how to be on air, of course. You know, I teach you Everything I know. I've been in radio for 13 years this month, and so you get everything from me. I'm going to keep it all the way 150 with you, the good, the bad, the ugly. And by the time you leave me, you might not be on my level, but you will be 10 times better than you were when you walked in. Wow. Wow, that's a mouthful. Y'all better take advantage of that. Ohio Media School, okay, you got a a professor that that doesn't, talk about something she doesn't know what she's talking about. She's actually lived it. She's currently living being in radio, and she's teaching it to, you know, her students. Mm. Amazing. Y'all better get with it. (laughs) So clearly you're an expert at this radio thing, and everyone knows that radio is a male-dominated industry. So what would be your top three don'ts as far as uh, being a woman starting out in radio? Like, girl? When you start out in radio, no matter what you do, don't do this and don't do that. One, look up to other female jocks, but do not compare yourself or try to emulate them. Nobody can do you like you do you. Two, do not sleep with your boss or anyone else trying to get ahead. Because you sleep with one, you're going to have to sleep with every last one of them. Three, Do not ever change who you are to satisfy other people, regardless of what job you didn't get or who said you look like this and you should look like that. You're going to wind up where you're supposed to be, and you'll get there quicker if you stay true to yourself. Okay, so let's recap. Number one, um, look up to other female disc jockeys, but don't emulate them. Don't imitate them. Two, don't Never. sleep with anybody in the industry because if you sleep with one, you got to sleep with all of them. Mm-hmm. And number three, stay true to yourself and your own personal authenticity, right? Absolutely. Absolutely. Because it's hard. It's, it's really hard, but you have to. Right, because I know you. we've spoken before and you talked about how people in the industry have tried to make you change, you know, like change your image or how you're speaking. Can you elaborate a little bit more on that? Yeah, absolutely. This is, one, like you said, a male-dominated field, but two, even though I work in urban radio, so it's it's predominantly black, you'd be surprised at how many people are still caught up on European standards being beauty. 
I'm a dark-skinned, natural hair girl, and I love my hair. If I'm not rocking my fro or rocking it curly, I have braids. It's very, very seldom I'll get a sew-in just because I don't like my hair straight. That's, I just don't. And I've been told a million times, you need to soften up your image, a.k.a. you need to wear more weave and more makeup. Um, I've been told to my face, you're not cute enough for that job. <laughs> um, I've what? Heard my, one of my, uh-uh. Oh, absolutely. They don't care. One of my uh-uh. bosses, he didn't know I was listening, but he he was in his office, and he was like, nobody wants a little D, look at her. Uh-uh. And if you no. don't know who you are in this industry, oh, they'll tell you, and then you'll believe it, and you start trying to change yourself and be somebody else just where you are, and what happens is you wind up losing yourself. And now this fake person you've created, you got to stay being her. You look at a mirror, you don't even know who you are. What I look like changing who I am to appease other people when I have a whole organization telling girls to be themselves. Nah. And then, too, also, Lil D, um, the numbers don't lie. Like, your listeners are happy with you. They're happy with how you look. They're they're happy with, you know, like your urban slang or, or being a little ghetto. Because, like, you know, like Jay Z said, Men lie, women lie, but numbers don't. And I've been number one for three years. You can call me ugly all you want, and people here do it. People will start Facebook statuses and be like, oh, my God, we'll be so ugly, and girls will join in and all of this. But that's cool. We still listen. Oh, my God, we'll be so ghetto because she said such and such. You quoting exactly what I said. Well, thanks for listening. I appreciate it. Because for every one person who will say Lil D is so ugly, it's 100 people like, Lil D is so funny. I love her. Oh, my God. She says exactly what I'm thinking. Exactly. And how dare them talk about you when they're not even trying to live their dreams and you live in yours. People will always be jealous. It's cool. So, but Lil D, now you didn't initially want to be in radio. You initially wanted to be a rapper. You and you weren't even thinking about radio. So, but how did you get started in, and end up in the airwaves of Columbus? <laughs> From rapping, actually. Um, I was gonna be the next Tupac. I was gonna change the world and go on tour and spread this positivity and uplift my community and whatnot. And so I'm in high school. I was in 12th grade. At the radio station back in Louisiana, where I'm from, they had Freestyle Friday every week. So finally I called them in, and I freestyled against everybody. And I won for nine weeks straight. Nobody touched me because I got bars. But uh, (laughs) the radio personality there had my number, and he would call me when it was time for me to rap. And so uh, he wound up getting fired. And when I got to college, they rehired him. And he was like, hey, I'm coming back. You want to be on my show? And I was like, I guess. That was my second semester of freshman year of college, and I've been doing it ever since. Wow. Wow. And how old were you when you first started in radio? Nineteen. Nineteen years old on a major radio station. Wow. Yeah. Mm. Not getting paid. And talk about that. I was about to go into that. Talk about that, how you were not getting paid for so long, but eventually you did. Like, how did you, like, move up the ranks? So I got there, and I knew nothing. I didn't intern at a station. I didn't go to broadcast school. Like, I knew nothing. I walked in. He said, here's some headphones. You're going to talk in that mic. And he went from talking just like I'm talking to you to the next thing I know, the big station. And I was like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Wait, wait. And so my first shift, all I said for four hours was, I'm, I'm chilling. What's up? Oh, it was awful. 
I wouldn't have paid me. So he really just, I got out the mud, and he really, for eight months, he would, like, make jokes on me and just really do things trying to pull it out of me. And one day he finally did, and little D was born. And so eight months later, I finally got um, a check from the station. It was $7 an hour. Let's not get it twisted. I think I worked 20 hours a week, if that. I remember my very first check from there was $228.13. But that's a million dollars to a college. That's a million dollars to a college student, though. Let's be real. Listen, because that check paid my car insurance. I got some food, put a little gas in the car, like, girl. But I remember I wrote it down, and I was like, I, I, I wrote this whole thing down. Mine, I was still going to be a rapper. And so I actually have a journal called How I Became a Rapper. And I, it was my my goal to, like, write everything down, all my experiences, so I could look back on it when I went platinum <laughs> and remember. And so I wrote down that check, and I was like, anytime I get discouraged or I don't want to do this, I mean, I look back on this page and remember how happy I was to get this check. I'll never forget it. Mm. Mm. And at some point along your journey, you were homeless, living in a dirty motel. Not hotel, but motel. And then eventually mm-hmm. you were sleeping in your car with your cat. And although your family said you could come back home and start over, but you didn't, why didn't you go back home to a, a safe, warm home? It was warm, too. Louisiana hot. No, nah, but... Um... <laughs> I had gotten fired from the station in Toledo, and I had just got hired at Cleveland. It was part-time, and I was working somewhere else just trying to make it work, but I got evicted, and so I'm living in a motel. The air barely worked. It was June. Um, I, me and my two cats, and I didn't have food some days. It was, it was rough. My daddy called me. How you doing? I'm okay. Listen, you can come home. And my daddy hates cats, and he was like, you can bring them cats. You can come home. It wasn't even a thought. I didn't even take a split second. I went, Daddy, I can't come home. I'll be out of radio again. Because moving to Louisiana means I don't do radio in Cleveland anymore because I got to quit. What am I going to do, come at home and work a regular job? And No, I'm a little deep. I'm going to figure it out. I just knew that it wasn't going to always be that way. So I was willing to – it wasn't even in my mind a decision of, hey, you got to make this sacrifice. It was just, no, i got an airship on Saturday, so i got to go to work. Mm, mm. So you was willing to, like, just go through the struggle in the trenches to make it happen. But that, that, that's what makes legends. That's what makes – people great is when they're willing to go through the pain and make it happen. If you had, like, you know what, threw up your hand, left your cat, gave them away, and then went back home, you would probably be, you know, maybe a cashier at Walmart somewhere. Yeah. And I just, I know that I'm meant to be on a major platform. I'm meant to influence a lot of people. And so if I had to go through that, it's cool. I hear that. I hear that, honey. Well, you are a survivor, honey. Definitely a survivor, and you deserve everything that comes to you. Thank now, you. Lil D, you're welcome, honey, because I love your personality. Okay, now, what was the biggest lesson that you learned from that experience of, you know, living in your car and being homeless and traveling, just barely having enough sometimes to eat, to know food at all? 
What was your biggest takeaway from that, though? Um, honestly, that happiness has nothing to do with your surroundings. I went through days where, I mean, I just cried and looking at places like shelters to give up my cats because I couldn't afford a 50-cent can of food for them. You know, I'm, it's Wednesday, and I know I'm not going to eat till Friday. And I am just, I don't know what I'm going to do. This motel is $168 every Friday, and my, my part-time job was 220 every Friday. And I had to drive to Cleveland, which is two hours away. I had no money. And so, you know, I'm, I'm sitting here, and I'm just so depressed because I'm like, what am I going to do when this is going to end? But at the same time, I had a radio job, and my show was called Word I Heard Radio. And I was like, you should have a website. And I remember being in that motel, finally shut down the laptop, got in the bed, and my best friend called me, and he said, open your computer. And my website was launched. I've never been so happy in my life. You couldn't tell me nothing when I went to the wordiheard.com, and it was right there. It was like in that moment, I wasn't in that dirty, nasty, hot hotel. It didn't matter. Like, I had a website. Like, it's me. I'm on the computer looking at pictures of myself. Like, this is my bio, my contact. Like, what? It was like I made it. And I was happy. And then I got right back in that little bed and went to sleep. But I was happy. And, I mean, happiness, it has to start from within. If it's connected to things, it, it can always shift. If it comes from within, life can throw whatever at you. It doesn't matter. Oh, I like how you said that. You said happiness comes from within. It has to start from within. It can't come from things. Oh, because eventually those things will shift. Wow. Yeah. Mm. Wow, that's deep. That's deep. So, it's 2018 now. It, we're in a new mm-hmm. year. I know you have so many different things coming up for 2018. Could you please just give us, you know, everything that you're working on that's going on each month this, this year? So this month is particularly busy. Um, I'm a keynote speaker at a human trafficking event. That's a little overwhelming, but I'm going to do it. Then, of course, the Mending Hearts Project is on Valentine's Day. I am speaking to the girls in the Juvenile Detention Center this month also. March um, is Women's History Month, so through the website we are interviewing a different Ohio woman who's making history today. You know, in school they're going to teach you about Harriet Tubman's journey truth until they blew in the face. <laughs> you need to know that some of your heroes are people who live 20 minutes from you. So we're doing that. In April, we're doing a community cleanup. I'm just going to grab some of the girls from our program. We're going to put on some gloves and make it happen because this is our city and we need to love it. In May is my single Mother's Day brunch. I have kids nominate their mom and tell me why she deserves a break. The mom and the kid who nominated her are invited to a catered brunch. We have music and really nice food and dancing, and I have speakers who are women of the community who are single moms who are making an impact in the city. In June, I sleep. In July is my women's networking event, just all different professions coming together from people who you didn't even know did this this service that you've been looking for forever. You know, meet her, pass her a business card, and have a drink and enjoy some music while you're at it. In August is the back-to-school starter kit where we'll take girls, we'll get their hair and nails done, give them school supplies, and I think most importantly, toiletries, hand sanitizer, maxi pads, lotion, deodorant. Make sure you write for school. In September, I sleep again. And in October, I start my 
What's the word I'm looking for? I started taking submissions for 12 Days of Christmas. That's my signature event. It's the one I've been doing the longest. We pick 12 girls, and we let their dreams come true for a day by shadowing a woman who does what they want to do. So if you want to be a chef, you're going to cook. You want to be a model, you get a photo shoot. You want to be a doctor, you're going to put on a stethoscope and follow one around. Each activity is led by a woman who's already doing, and it's filmed and it's turned into a miniseries. And at the end, the girls get a present and pamper party where they get their hair and nails done, and we give them gifts. Oh, that sounds exciting. And then one year you had a young girl who wanted to be the first black female president. And what did y'all do for her that was so special? Oh, my God. Okay, so obviously we can't go to the White House. And so I was like, I have to pick this girl. She's 11. So I found the person in the highest office held by a black woman. She's a minority whip of the House of Representatives here. Her name is Amelia Sykes. And she's 32. Like, she's young, but we got to go follow her around. The little girl got to go on the floor of the house. She hit the gavel. She passed the bill. She got to introduce herself in front of all the representatives. It was like, for me, it wasn't even about me, and it was the most amazing day for me ever. Like, the girl literally saw her future. She lived her future. So, like, whenever she has moments, where she's feeling down, oh, I can't do this, I can't study for this, I can't get through this. She's going to remember how she, how little D made her feel in that moment, and she, she's never going to forget you. And that is so important to have little girls, especially girls from inner city, to experience things like that. But this, it's more than just the three or four blocks that they live around. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. And if she wants me to be her press secretary, I'm here. I will be Olivia Pope. Just let me know. <laughs> I'll pack my bags. Oh my goodness, so so funny. Oh so I was go ahead back this year. I'm writing a book. The nerve of me. <laughs> um my release date is October second, twenty eighteen. It's gonna be called The Valley and it's about the lowest point in my life, the four months I spent home. Wow. Wow. So it's called The Valley. October twelfth is coming out of this year. And it's about the four months in the motel, right, you said? Yeah. Wow. Mm. I, can, I can't wait. And make sure that you reach out to me so we can put you back on the show so we can promote that book too. Definitely. So, Lil D, before I let you go, what would be your own personal gold digger tip that you want to leave the ladies listening? Like a lady who, or even a young girl who's listening, who's interested in being in radio or entertainment, period, what would be your own personal gold digger tip to leave with her? You're going to hear no way more times than you hear yes. You're going to be discouraged more times than you are encouraged. But as long as you're alive, you still got a chance. Your dreams only end when you stop dreaming. So turn disappointments into motivation. You know, you can complain for about five minutes, but you spend the other 55 minutes of that hour working. Basically, nobody cares. Work harder because nobody's going to make this dream come true but you. Mm, Amen to that. And tell them where they can find you on social media. So the organization, Facebook, Instagram, is Grinding in Real Life. 
and I'm on everything at Lil D on Air, L-I-L-D on Air. And also, make sure you check out her website, grindinginreallife.com. Scroll all the way down to the bottom and click the donate button and give her some coins. She's making Thank a difference. You. She's making a difference in people's lives and, you know, help her out, okay? Well, Lil D, thank you so much for being a part of the Gold Digger Approved podcast. You are absolutely amazing. You are certified Gold Digger Approved, honey. And yeah. anytime you, you need to come back on the show, just reach out to us, and we will definitely put you back on the show. So, ladies, be wonderful, be great, but always be a gold digger. Bye.